The Black Male Archives, where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men. All right. Welcome back to the Black Male Archives. I'm your host, Rodney Freeman, and I have Tori Butler here. We met when we were on the Louisville Book Festival, uh, Black Men Write. Uh, sir, welcome back. Hey, man. Good to be back. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. So uh, we just wanted to, you know, you wrote this book uh, and I know you got some got some like some uh, kind of eyes thrown at you because your age is 27. I feel like it's a good thing because anytime you can write your story and tell your own story is great. So want to really just kind of pick your brain um, about this and um, just talk to you about some of the other projects that you're working on. But first, uh, can you tell the listeners where you're from and uh, where you're at right now? For sure. And uh, thank you to everybody tuning in. Uh, again, my name is Tori Butler, um, born in Miami, Florida, raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, graduated from uh, college in 2016 with the Savannah State University. So shout out to the Tigers out there. Uh, right. uh, HBC on the land. Mm hmm. I went to um, Fort Valley for for a year, so I know where that's at. <laughs> so, uh, tell us a little bit about your background before we get into the book, yeah. as far as your career too, and because I, I know you're in the Navy. For sure, yeah. So I graduated college in uh, 2016, and that's when mm -hmm. I uh, got my commission into the Navy. Uh, so commission as an ensign. And then from there, I did uh, two sea uh, tours. So I was on two ships. So my first ship was a destroyer out in San Diego. Mm -hmm. uh, I did years there when I did uh, served as the communications officer. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in charge of roughly 15 uh, people uh, mm -hmm. who ranged from 17 fresh out of high school to the oldest being 38. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I, that was kind of an experience in itself. Uh, getting that kind of leadership and, you know, just yeah, that, you know, those social skills kind of expanding, especially coming from an HBCU where it's predominantly your people and mm -hmm. then out there and, and getting a chance to dab in different cultures because, you know, people come from around the world in the military. Uh, so I wrapped up that tour in uh, 2018. And then from there, I went to another destroyer uh, where I was over roughly about 30, 30 individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, now I'm in, uh, and I was in San Diego. So now I'm in uh, Norfolk uh, doing another tour out here. Okay, that's what's up, man. You know, um, I actually interviewed this one guy who wrote a book about his time in the Navy. Um, and of course, he talked about a lot of the issues dealing with um, uh, just with his, his skin color. Um, did you experience any of that? Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. And that's that's probably another segment, but uh, <laughs> definitely, man. It's it's the I, I, I'll put it like this: the the struggle is definitely there, and it's definitely mm -hmm. obvious, um, mm -hmm. you know, between certain races, mm -hmm. uh, and it's just the inevitable, right? You know, the military is you know predominantly not black, right? It's not mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the majority, right? So. With that being said, take this for example, Rodney. If you uh, say like when you was back in school, right? Let's go high school days. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're at lunch. You know, you get your tray and then you make the, the turnaround and now you're trying to figure out where you're going to sit, right? Right, right. A couple of tables, right? You see this table, you know, they got that certain group over there. Mm -hmm. 
table. It got that certain group over there. Then you see a table where I'm sitting at. Which table are you more likely to sit at? The table with you. Exactly, right? Because you 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 go towards what you're used to. Start right. add back to the military. The folks in there, I don't think any of it is intentional. Some of mm -hmm. it is, but mm -hmm. majority of it is because it's not predominantly us. People mm -hmm. run it normally go towards what they're used to. So mm -hmm. job opportunities, the favoritism, the mm -hmm. you know, kind of slap on the hands, the that kind of stuff. You you normally go to what you're used to. So uh, that's how I, I relate the Navy and the military in general. Just um, you know, it's, it's not a us thing; it's a them thing. So we gotta just play the game. Yeah, yeah. Was it because, and we'll, we'll, we're about to get into the book, but um, before we get into the book, though, I went on your webpage and I saw that you have a documentary. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? So after I wrote the book, uh, and the book is called Where Do I Go From Here? And again, it's a memoir uh, that I wrote, um, kind of detailing, you know, from birth all the way up until um, now, the different things that I went through in life. And I know we'll dab into it, but essentially I uh, filmed the documentary um, asking questions that I was asked mm. after I published the book. Um, and I highlighted three questions. Uh, one of them, I can't remember all three of them, but one of them being, why in the hell did you write a memoir? Like, mm -hmm. now, who are you to write a memoir? That type of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I answer it. Uh, the different things, uh, you know, people ask me, how did you write it? How did you find the inspiration? Why did it take you so long? It took me three and a half years to write this. Mm -hmm. um, I answer all of those questions in there. And the funny part is the person that's interviewing me is myself. So I'm mm. talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, man. That's really good, man. I, I wanted to say that, man. So, okay. So let's get into this book. Right. Uh, and, and it asks the question, um where do you go from here so let's start off with that um well let's well, 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 hold on hold on let's start off with why did you decide to write this book at this point in time i felt like this point in time was the perfect time and for some reason it was now or never for mm. me when in writing this um I think I had enough motivation at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had enough uh, life experiences where it was everything was just hitting me all at once, mm -hmm. and it, it was almost just like a burning sensation. Like I had to get it out. I had to get it out some way. Um, you know, uh, writing is a is a medium, right? It's a, it's another form of expression, mm -hmm. which get highlighted a lot. So for me, rather than you know take the you know the you know rapping route or singing route i can't sing for shit but rather <laughs> like musical route i said why not highlight this in a different way uh that you know not take it away from music but will have a everlasting you know mm -hmm. print on this world because this this ain't going nowhere right this is right. our copyright you know as time goes on that story is going to remain the same right mm -hmm. uh, time goes on i might not get the same listens that i got you know last year mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. uh, that was kind of my driving point to writing a book, and I always had a knack for writing, uh, so mm -hmm. it jailed together. Okay, okay, okay. So you 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 write this book, and uh, let's let's just get into you know what what's in the book. Well, I mean, what about 
your life did you want people to know about? So I was born to a Bahamian mom mm. um, who didn't finish high school. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was born in Miami and a lot of the Islanders, you know, down south right there along that chain, Jamaicans, mm -hmm. uh, both, they come up to Fort Lauderdale in Miami to, you mm -hmm. know, find work and yeah. you know, better themselves out there because uh, Bahamas, you know, honestly doesn't really offer too much. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where she met my dad uh, and they eloped and they had me in 93. Um, the last time I seen my dad was when I was five. And I just barely remember that. And the only reason I can't recite that is because my mom told me that. Mm. So, uh, off the rip, right, being born to a Bahamian mom, accent thick, in a new country, didn't finish high school. Uh, we left Miami. My dad was involved in drugs, right? He was mm. involved in dealings. One day we came home, and um, this was the story that I was told. One day we came home. And uh, there was a letter on the front door. She brings the letter into the house. We close the door. She opens the letter. I don't remember anything from that point until we were on the road and it was dark and it was just us. Fast forward in time, that letter I found out was a death note because mm -hmm. the feelings that he had been doing, mm -hmm. um, somebody had threatened our lives um, mm -hmm. that they were going to hurt us if he didn't pay the money that he owed. So my mom packed up everything that we had, which wasn't too much. And we hopped in our uh, 93 Geo Prism, which <laughs> nobody on earth, you, you know. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and I'm, it's clown car size. <laughs> we hit the road, and that's all I remember seeing was just a pitch black road, and we were the only ones on there. Uh, mm. Nowhere, right? So from that time all the way to now, I talk about all of that, man. My experience, mm -hmm. I remember sleeping in cars, having nothing to eat. My mom struggling to find work. Because again, Bahamian, no education, big accent, right? No family here. So kind of just how everything progressed. And um, really the main focal point is just not letting your beginning determine your end, right? Mm. Um, a lot of people use everything or could use everything as an excuse. For example, I could have used the excuse of my dad not being present in my life or, you know, my mom not having this or being afforded this opportunity is at the third, but at the end of the day, it's my life. I have to mm -hmm. make something out of it. I have to make the opportunities. And I just walked through all of that, man. And, um, you know, and me not giving up and me wanting better and uh, detailing that stuff to his like finest detail yeah essentially just offering up advice and encouragement that you're not alone in whatever you're going through and you can get through it you know i and i remember you saying that you were atlanta raised how was your time spent in atlanta what was that like atlanta was cool atlanta was cool <laughs> um majority of my time was spent in uh clayton county so i okay. went to, uh clayton county schools predominantly until uh the last two years of my senior year High so, uh it was cool. Um my mom kept me kept me she kept me on the right track. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't um I didn't fall into the traps that Atlanta has. Um yeah. definitely can't provide you. And, and and you and you mentioned something about you, you okay, so your your mom is um um 
from from the islands, right? And then it's, you know, one of the things that I learned quick moving down here to to West Palm Beach and in the area is that you know sometimes there can be a distinction between African American black and Caribbean black. Mm-hmm. Did you do you think you faced that when you moved to Atlanta or did you find any differences or did you find any people? Because I know sometimes within our our um, our culture, sometimes, you know, we we do make this. We di- we distinguish when someone is different and not like us. So like you're not from the south or you're not from these parts. You know, did you face any of that when you when you moved there? Uh, not me in particular, man, to be like, when we moved to Atlanta, it was, you know, from, from what I can remember, it was just survival mode. Like I wasn't, you know, caught up in, you know, how people reacted to us. When I went to school, I went to school. Like I was trying to you know do my work because that's what my mom instilled in me. Like get your grade so you can, you know, move on and be better. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I found it. It was hard socially, for sure. Mm. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, I had a great personality then. I, I think I still got it now. So it, it wasn't too hard for me, per se. But yeah. from my mom's perspective, I think definitely she she probably definitely went through that. Um, she struggled. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you how did you get into the space to, to, to write this book? And, uh, you know, what did it take for you to to just sit down and I know you say you took three years, but what did it take for you just to sit down and just get through it and and, and get it done? The one thing I want to point out. So the first, so I I realized I wanted to write a book in high school. Um, I was like, nah, first of all, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do that. And that's not really like a black thing. If I'm being honest, Mm -hmm. I said, "Ah, that's not, I'm not going to do that. Um, Fast forward to college, my senior year, um, the idea popped in my head again. So I did like everyone else would do when a good idea pops up in your head, you go ask somebody else what they think. So mm-hmm. I went and asked somebody <laughs> and where we mess up all the time. I went to ask somebody uh, who was who I thought was pretty close to me, um, what I what they thought about the idea of me writing a book. Mm-hmm. And um, they laughed in my face. And I, I actually mentioned that in the book. They mm-hmm. laughed in my face. So from there, I was like, <laughs> I laughed it off too, even though I was like, damn, that kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's a stupid idea. I ain't going to do that. Uh, later that night, I went to my room. I grabbed my phone and I made my first entry. So from that time when he laughed at me until that night, I said, man, I'm not, no, no way, no way, no way I'm, am I going to let someone else direct my life or tell me what I can't do or you know, anything like that, because at the end of the day, this is my life. And for me to go to another person about my vision just confirms that this is my vision. Right. So you're not going mm-hmm. to this is for me to do, not for you to do for you to see later, but for me to see now. Right. Right. So uh, that night I went to my phone and I made my first entry into it. And I actually uh, have a screenshot of that, like the picture session of a, the memoir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I made my first entry, and then from there, I grabbed my composition notebook, which I still use to this day. And this is my new book that I'm working on now. Mm-hmm. Started writing, started writing. Um, that process took me three and a half years because I stopped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I put the notepad down. I was like, man, this is stupid. What am I doing? No, ain't nobody going to read this. You know, what, I'm fooling myself. Or I'm being, you know, too overzealous. Um, and a lot of times I got in my own head. You know, I told myself that I couldn't do it, um, that it was stupid, just stop now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all of the above. And, you know, it, you hear it a lot, but it actually took me going through this to understand, like, you know, yourself, you being your biggest blessing, and you also can be your biggest hindrance as well, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to get in the way of me publishing my book just by getting in my own head of notions that's not even – that nobody said, right? And nobody's even thought of that wasn't brought to me, just me getting inside my own head. Um, so once I finally like released that out of my mind and disciplined myself to the process, I started writing and writing and then mm-hmm. I committed. Um, and then I committed to publishing it. Um, and then we have the product. So I, I, I published the book in December of uh, 2020. Yeah, man, that's good, man. And the, you just sticking with it. And and just you know getting it done, man. I, I definitely commend you for that. So of course we got to ask the question. So where do we go from here then? Where, what's the what's where do where do you go from here? And that's it's funny you ask that because that's why I named the book "Where Do I Go From Here." Um, during the process of me writing, and even you know back to you know my earlier childhood. It was always a question, where do I go from here? That's always a question that comes up. Like, what, what's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. Um, so where do I go from here is really the foundation of Tory Butler. Um, yeah. Because where we're going is just, you know, the next level. So right now, um, I'm working on my next book. It's called The Right Way to Go. And um, essentially, that's about a young boy. And I, with my characters, I like to make them as real as possible uh so when that when people are reading they can feel themselves in certain situations or you know relate to a character so the the main character his name is xavier and kind of vice versa for me being born in miami raised in atlanta this young man was uh born in atlanta and raised in miami Mm. Uh, really good at sports basketball and i specifically um has the world in his hands, right? Scholarships are about the poor, girls all on them, this everything, right? The city's mm-hmm. rallying up behind him. And then he, he makes one mistake and everything that he's worked for is gone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not to give too much away, because it's actually a really good read. I'm reading it as I go, but yeah. uh, his mother passes away. Uh, he ends up doing drugs, ends up, you know, in gang life. Um, but his whole journey from having the world in his hands to now being at the bottom of the totem pole and, you know, essentially everybody that he thought was his friend, is not his friend. His mm-hmm. entire journey is now trying to find the right way to go, which is yeah. a book. Um, so that's projected to be done in uh, the summer of 2022. And uh, we should have that release uh, by the end of next year. So be on the lookout for that. And also, um, I'm in the midst of uh, beta testing my app. That's right. You heard it right. An app. Uh, it's called Scribble. Um, so what this app is, is for all writers, all authors um, to use. This be our own platform, um, our own social networking platform. Uh, it'll be available on the Google Play Store and the Apple Play Store. The motivation behind that is essentially uh, writing a book or even publishing a book 
is just, you know, who knows, right? What what really do you do? You know, especially starting off, nobody really knows exactly what to do first or the first steps. So that was the motivation behind creating this app. Um, I saw a, a lack of, um, you know, you have your Facebook pages and you have your groups on, you know, Instagram is at the third, but I saw a lack of an actual platform uh, for us writers and our authors, the poets, you have you, um, to actually have a platform for us to be able to share content and express ourselves how we want to express ourselves. So that's exactly what this is. Um, it has a social media, or excuse me, it has a social networking feature. So just like you can imagine Facebook, how you, you like, share, comment, you know, post stuff. That's exactly what Scribble does. It also offers a page called Need to Know, and the Need to Know has a laundry list of advice uh, regarding self-publishing, you know, what that is, what that looks like, pros and cons of it, traditional public publishing, what that is, pros and cons of, and then just, you know, different stuff that I wish I knew starting off as a writer. Uh, so this is projected to go live uh, in December of 2021, so the end of this year. And I'm uh, really excited for, for both of these projects. Man, how do you find time to do all <laughs> this stuff, man? And you and you hold down the job, the 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 military job too, man. How do you find time? Yeah, it's it's tough for sure, but man, just the just the discipline part. And I'm yeah. I'm also a father of a one year old too, so uh, it's no sleep. <laughs> uh, it's you know when you have a passion for something honestly i think that's you know i never really understood that but when you have a passion for something it, it honestly mm -hmm. drives you to do it so um hopefully man and it's it, again this is a free app so it's i'm not looking for any like you know any extras behind this other mm -hmm. than to make an impact uh where yeah. i thought it it needed to be that, that was that's really it man Man, this is awesome, man. I am so glad we got the chance to reconnect again, and we definitely got to stay in touch, man, For sure. um, because you, you're doing some good things out there for the community. Um, where can the listeners uh, follow you, and where can they find you on social, social media? Definitely. Again, my name is Tori Butler. Uh, you can find me on my website, ToriButler.com. And uh, all social medias are uh, Butler the Don. That's what I call myself, Butler the Don. Uh, appreciate the love and support uh, from everybody. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you, Rodney. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you again. The Blackmail Archives, where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men, which you are one of. And I appreciate you, man. We're going to stay in contact and follow up with you, man. For sure, brother. Appreciate it. All right.